back to the show. This is our uh, second half hour of today's installment of Real Presence Live with your hosts, Jack and Doreen Canelli. We're happy to have you with us. And before we launch into our next guest, Doreen is going to uh, launch one of her uh, funny jokes. <laughs> Thanks, or her Jack. riddles. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a compliment. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. What's the ratio of an orange gourd's circumference to its diameter? The, the, the ratio of an orange gourd's circumference to, to its, its diameter. diameter. Uh, 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 I don't know. Orange and glad I don't know the answer. <laughs> I am. Because it's pumpkin pie. Oh, brother. Brother. <laughs> Thank you okay. for laughing, Jim. Now, now that Jim has been in, introduced to the quality of the humor of this program. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, we're happy to have with us the, for this half hour. We're going to we're talking to Jim and help me with your last names, Koenig. Correct. And Monica, I'm Mona. Saying, Mona, I'm sorry. Mona Bisker. Bisker. Okay, I got it right. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, and you're going to be talking to us about the Blessed Carlo Acutis's our Eucharistic Miracles exhibit. So, why don't you? Uh, we'll let you introduce yourselves, and then you can tell us about Blessed Carlo. Okay, you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Jim Koenig. I'm from St. Leo the Great Parish in Tyndall, South Dakota. And um, I'll let Monica introduce herself. I'm Mona. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Uh, yes, I'm Mona Bisker and from Britain, South Dakota, a member of St. John de Brito Parish here. And also with me is Audrey Schuler from our parish. And we are both... Um, the parish point context for the Eucharistic revival. Okay, well, welcome, Audrey. We we didn't have you on our list here, but oh, good morning. Yeah, <laughs> good morning. Well, we did have her on the list on my computer screen, but not on my piece of paper. So anyway, uh, we're happy to have you, Audrey. Yes, let's start with the um, one of you take the quest, the answer to the question: Who was Blessed Carlo Acutis? Sure. Um, this is Mona and. Carlo Acutis was, Acutis was, um, he's a modern saint uh, and um, accomplished so many things in his short time here on earth. Uh, he was born in London, but then his family moved to, to Milan, Italy. Um, and he developed leukemia and uh, just died a few short days later at the young age of 15. And then he was beatified in 2020. Um, but he was, he was a normal kid, but he was definitely above average. Um, at a young age, he, um, Jesus just took a hold of his heart, and even without his parents being very active Catholics. So he, he definitely had a special, um, a special reason he was here on earth in his short time. And he developed a love for the Eucharist. Um, after he had his first communion, he went to daily Mass as much as possible, and um, he then, uh, when he was 11, he asked his parents if um, he could learn more about the Eucharistic miracles. He had learned about them and asked them to take him around to the different sites where the, the miracles occurred, and then he took it upon himself to research and document these miracles because his intention then was to make them known throughout the world and which is um, 
actually the presentation that Jim and Earl are bringing to our church. So um, he did all this, even, you know, like before the Internet was very rampant, did all this research, put it together, um, created this website online that anybody can can look at it and view, and uh, it's, it's just really quite quite something. And he is actually buried in Assisi, and, and today is the vigil of um, the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. Right. So he was born, um, Jack and I looked him up a little bit before um, this morning, 1992, so um, he is a very modern saint. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was buried in his um, in his sneakers and just his normal teenage clothes. So, yes, yes. In um, October 2000, let's see, 2000, I'm not sure actually when he died, but he, um, in October. So, yes, in 2006, you're right. And then, you know, when he, when he got sick, it was just a matter of days. His illness did not last very long oh. um, that God took him. So, yes, it's just a matter of a few days that he was ill. Mm-hmm. And his feast day will be um, October 12th, which... Here at St. John de Brito, we think is pretty cool because that is about the same time that the exhibit will be visiting our, our parish. So we think he will really, um, he'll be really wanting to bless bless our event this week. Well, tell us about the exhibit. Uh, is it, uh, you know, kind of touring the country and coming to your town? And uh, how does it document the Eucharistic miracles? This has to go to Jim because Mona and I have not, we have not been privileged to see it yet, though. So. First of all, how, you know, Carlos, someone to emulate. Any, any young teenager would be a marvelous person to emulate. It's really cool. And in regard to the exhibit, the Eucharist, um, there's like a hundred, or I guess your question is, when did it start? Uh, um touring, you might say. Sure, yeah. Um, it's been around for, for quite a few years. Uh, Earl and I got involved in it approximately like the year uh, 2011, and from that point on, we've been um, presenting it um, all over the, as far south as um, um, in, in Kansas, and in, um, in Wyoming, Illinois, Approximately like nine states and 105 parishes, and there's approximately 160 pictures in the display, 145 miracles recorded, and and each and the the display the, the picture itself that's on display is two feet by three feet, beautifully uh, colored and portrayed, and well documented. Uh, there's writing on uh, giving giving an explanation of each miracle. And it's it's um, it really moves your heart, and you can sit and read it and take your time. What, what we've had people sit there or come in for four or five hours, and then there's other people we just cannot spend that much time. So we do have offered um, a reduced picture of, of the display in a um, that you can for a donation get the whole display in, in like a eight and a half by 11 inch uh, form format. So are those individual sheets that you could put in like a three ring binder or do they come? You bet. Or, oh, nice. And where exactly is the uh, exhibit going to be set up? 
Well, we're at St. John de Brito Catholic Church in Britain, South Dakota, in the northeast corner of the state. Our address is 812 8th Street, and we're just going to be in the church. And um, it starts on Friday, October 6th at 5 p.m. We have a First Friday Mass at that time as well with some adoration afterwards. And the first presentation given by Jim and Earl will be at 6 o'clock. And then the exhibit will remain open until 8, and then um, throughout Saturday and Sunday we also have times available. Um, It ends at 2 o'clock on Sunday, and they'll be doing multiple presentations throughout throughout the weekend. So if you look at the Facebook page for St. John de Brito Catholic Church in Britain, you'll see a poster and all the dates and times are located there. Okay, we'll probably try to have you repeat that information at the end of our segment here too, just for our listeners who, you know, might be thinking about going to it. I think it sounds like a wonderful uh, uh, event. And Go ahead, Dreen. Well, right, and it highlights this year, the year of the Eucharistic Revival as well. Right, yeah. yeah. Can you talk about some of the miracles that are documented? Um, uh, Like I said, there's 145 miracles. The two most interesting uh, are the the one that took place in Buenos Aires in Argentina. That was in the year, like, 1996. And Laciano, Italy, which uh, took place in the year 750. And I'll just give you a condensed version as to more or less what took place. There was uh, an atheist scientist that uh, was hired to um, investigate uh, the one in Buenos Aires, and he he took samples of this host that uh, turned actually into human flesh and human blood. And uh, the, the miracle... I mean, the, the doctor performing his, uh, his uh, findings sent it to three different um, uh, laboratories, and they all came back with the same, same thing, that the flesh came from a, a man, it's a, a man from the Middle East who uh, had quite a bit of trauma because there was a lot of white blood cells in there, and through the test, they determined that it was from the heart, the, the valve of the heart that pushes the blood out, and the, the scientist was told that they have a couple problems with it. For one thing, um, the blood cells are still alive, and this is like four or five years after the miracle took place that this, this, was taking, this experiment was, was happening. And the second uh, problem was the DNA. They found the, the markers for the mother, but there were no markers for the father. And that's impossible for a human. So the, uh, the understanding whose flesh is this has to be, of course, it came from Christ. The, uh, after... Uh, and then the, the, the other uh, miracle in Lausano, Italy, they ran the same test, and the exactly same thing took place. I mean, the, the feedback back from the laboratories, it 
came from the same person. And that was 1,250 years separation. And the blood cells are still alive, wow. still pulsating. Okay, well, uh, let's hold our thoughts here for, for just a couple minutes, Jim. We've, we've come up to a break. And so we're going to ask our listeners to stay with us. We're talking with Jim Koenig, Mona Busker, and Audrey Schuler. And we're talking about the uh, Blessed Carlos Acutis' Eucharistic Miracles exhibit. And we'll have more on the other side of the break, so stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit and helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Okay, back to the show. Doreen's going to, before we get back with our guest, Doreen's going to try and uh, to redeem herself, so to speak, after that last joke or pun. And uh, Jim and Audrey, you guys feel free to answer it if you know the answer or have it figured out. Okay, why did Humpty Dumpty love autumn? Autumn, because it was had to do with a fall. That's the operative word. Am I right on that part? <laughs> we can let our guests try and answer, Jack. Okay. <laughs> you know what? What that sounds logical to me. <laughs> yes, it is. Because Humpty Dumpty had a had great a, had fall. Had a great fall. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there we go. <laughs> Kicking it off with some hilarity here. Yes, let's get back to the Eucharist. Yeah, I think that's what we should do. Let's get back with uh, Jim and, and uh, Audrey 
And we're talking about the uh, Blessed Carlos Acutis Eucharistic Miracles Exhibit. So, well, you were telling us that you were you finished up on on, on a Eucharistic miracle. Uh, the the well, actually, two of them that the were twelve hundred years one. apart, but mm-hmm. kind of the same result. You know, testing the. Uh, the, the, the blood and the flesh. Uh, do you have any other miracles that you'd like to recount? Uh, there, there are others. Um, one thing one really has to be focused on, this all started with the consecration of simple bread and wine mm. at Mass. And, and throughout the, the histories, and, and the display shows that, the number of priests who were questioning that, like, was this ac- is this actually occurring during Mass? then all of a sudden, in their hands, the host starts bleeding. And that happens more than once in, in our different uh, uh, miracles on the, on the display. And I'd like to give a little talk, a little insight as to how it came in, into the United States. It came into the United States by Father Harding and his organization. He brought it to the United States. And then my, my dear friend and partner, Earl, uh, in reading a newspaper, contacted the organization and the and the lady, her name is Carol, sent Earl a CD, and and on the CD was all the pictures of the of the display, and from that point on, uh, the Holy Spirit took over. You have to say that because everything that took place was was um, virtually impossible to happen, and it just happened. And I, I'm just going to leave it to go for that for the time being. And, and um, but uh, if um, Audrey would would like to talk a little bit as to how she came about in getting the display to Britain, that would be great. Well, we had talked to Earl last summer, and we got a little information, and it just kind of fell through. But then this year, when Mona and I were working on the Eucharistic revival. Um, Mona brought that back up again. So we looked back in our bishop's bulletin that the Sioux Falls Diocese produces each month, and we found the article where they had interviewed Earl about it and got his number and gave him a call, and it all fell into place really fast for us. Um, I think we called in August, and his schedule was pretty clear, so we um, you know, arranged for him to come this weekend. Um, we were fascinated by how this really is a labor of love and a ministry for Earl and Jim to travel with the exhibit. Um, They're not charging us to come. They'll have a donation box out to hopefully cover their mileage. And um, what did you say? Um, Well, you didn't say it, Jim, but Earl said about how you're like the donkey traveling, carrying Jesus around. And um, and you've, I mean, you've been doing this now for 12 years, and you go wherever wherever you're called to go. So. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited to have them come because we have heard about this but haven't experienced it, and I was getting chills when you were talking about the miracle and how without the there was no father but there was a mother, and ah, it, I think it's going to be great. So, One gets goosebumps just thinking about that. That's really Absolutely, cool. Absolutely, yeah, because mm-hmm. normally we don't see that. We just have to believe it, and then we just get these little glimpses, I guess, that... Um, that make us, yeah. Is there a particular order to the display as far as, is it chronological? Is it according to a location in the world? How how will the viewers see 
the Eucharistic miracles. The display, um, when you, the way we have it uh, presented, the first, I think it's like the first 20 um, pictures on the easels are the most modern. And then there's between the, then when it comes Bonus Eris, then right behind Mobile Bonus Eris, we have Laciano, the display mm-hmm. for Laciano. And some of the miracles takes three pictures uh, to give the story, some just two, but most of them are just one single um, picture depicting that particular miracle. But like I said, it's very colorful, and it, uh, it causes the heart to move. And that's the whole idea, that let the Holy Spirit move you. Um, I have a question. We haven't talked about this, and if you, it's fine if you don't know the answer. Um, but I'm thinking about in the um, process of canonization, there are steps that, you know, the person's life is examined and um, miracle, you know, then pray through the intercession of that person and miracles occur. Is there a process for determining the authenticity of a Eucharistic miracle that the Church has? There, there is. There's been um, reported some miracles in the United States, but none of them are on the display. None of them have been mm. authenticated through the, through the Vatican as of yet. But it's a it's quite lengthy process. We're not just talking about a few days, or a few weeks, mm-hmm. or a few months. We're mm-hmm. talking about years, because they want to make sure everything, all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted, and it's verifi- verified in many ways. That is so good to know. Um, I think you know for people to know as they make their plans to visit the exhibit this weekend um, that this isn't just somebody thinks. This is these have been authenticated. Correct. What I think is interesting and I think is really nice is the idea that there are, you know, things that are happening now in modern times, you know, where it's like these miracles are still happening. It's not something that's, you know, uh, left to the, the Middle Ages or, you know. At uh, every Mass, yeah, the miracle happens. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> and uh, now we've associated this with, Car- you know, Blessed Carlos Acutis. I take it. Was the was the exhibit kind of his brainchild, or did he have anything to do with you know the information that uh, uh, is involved in the uh, in the exhibit? The the information on the display is all from Carlos Acutis, mm. but having it touring, that was not his idea. Mm-hmm. When he passed away, uh, his parents, which I find ironic, were not even believers, but they're they're Catholic today. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, they turned. They gave the entire display to the on the CD to the Vatican, and the Vatican came said that we want this in every diocese in the world. Wow! And I and I find that so heartwarming. When uh, just a side note, when um, Earl told me about uh, these miracles, when we first in the process of starting. I got so irritated. I was I was quite ticked off because where why didn't I know this thirty years ago? Because the miracles are out there, but I had no idea about them, and so it just it was it's quite heart heartwarming to sit there and read and confirm that your faith is on the right track. Well, and your action in in regard to that is so commendable too. You. You know, the appreciation, taking it all the way to um, escorting the 
display and being available to, to people and making it available to others is commendable. Thank you. That's only the Holy Spirit doing that. Mm-hmm. We, we receive much more than we give, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, we, 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 we meet real neat people, and that's just a big confirmation for us. Well, that gets into my next question, is what, what takeaways from the exhibit do you think visitors will get? I, I, uh, I think I uh, did, um, Audrey, did you see the, the display before? Uh, this is Mona. We're actually sharing a phone. Okay. Uh, but no, neither of, us, neither of us have seen the display, so oh. we're very excited to bring it here. Okay. Uh, some of the unique things about the display, for one thing, uh, there will be 20 tables full of, dis- of, of pictures. They'd be on, a, on an easel with a red uh, uh, tablecloth and represents it very, very well with religious music on the, back, on the background. And you can just sit there and absorb, and you actually can feel the Holy Spirit moving you. That, that's what I, I find quite intri- interesting. 